Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Beer-tastic Voyage. I'm Kevin. This is Mark. And I'm Justin. And today we have beers from the dark and mysterious Rocky Point Artis- Artisan Brewers, who can sometimes be a little difficult to find, but when they do, they have produced some outstanding beers. Right. So I uh, I picked these bottles up at Bellport Cold Beer and Soda. Hi, Dave. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Dave and Wendy. I um because I could. I mean, they only distribute. So there's no tasting room to go to or anything like that. They are a nano brewery. I don't do not know how big their system is, but I know it's very small. I think it's basically an oversized homebrew system. Right. So that being said, we did go to their cask festival. And it was amazing. It was sick. You can check out the episode about that. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Yep. Um, but yeah, other than that, I got nothing. We got established in 2005. That's what I got. Okay. Um, I know from talking to a couple other people that they are, were part of one of the homebrew clubs and um, sort of started back in the uh, the old days of homebrewers going on to uh, to distribute their beer. So they were, I guess, pioneers in this area at least a little bit. Well, we've got some nice, uh, what are these, 750 milliliter flip tops. Oh, I can't wait to use these for homebrew. Of, uh, that they sealed in wax. They're looking all sorts of pretty. And what are the beers that we have today? We I think there's a, one's a double red, right? Yeah, we have a Bavarian double Bach. The double red, and to round out our doubles, we have a Mandarina Melon Double Saison. All right. Well, hopefully this is double the pleasure and double the fun. With double minkum. Thank you, Mark. I knew that. I threw it up there. You slammed it home. That's what we do. Yes. So what's one are we going to start with, Justin? Uh, we're going to start with the red. Okay. So pouring out the red, and red is that co- – it's a light copper color. I wouldn't put it as really dark copper, but it's – it's fairly spectrum. Fairly cloudy, but it has a really strong, sweet, malty aroma. Well, they are oh, bottle con- they are bottle conditioned beers. Like these are probably not brand new. They weren't, you know, just bottled a couple months ago, I think, right? No, but they have been cold in my refrigerator for quite some time now. Okay. So but this uh, comes in at eight point two percent ABV, all right, and uh, thirty one IBUs, and I, I can't wait to, to taste it because of the smell that Mark mentioned. Very malty. I, I mean, it tastes pretty good. I definitely get a little bit of alcohol warmth from uh, the the high uh, octane of this. Yeah, this is... Oh, this is good. Yeah, this is a really... a. I want to say it's a... I need your guys' help here. I w- want to say it's biscuity, but what would be like the next phase after biscuit? To me, it'd be, it's, uh, to me, it's bread, bready is bread. what I was going to say. Bready. Bread or toast? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with bready kind of nose on it and a little bit in the taste too. Um, but it's really pleasing. Yeah. It's, this is a phenomenal beer. The, uh, I think that, uh, the alcohol finish in this one, like very light actually rounds everything else really, out really nicely. Honestly, I feel like it could use a little bit more bitterness. Hmm, interesting. Because um I have like between the strength of the beer and I'm assuming it's got a fairly high finishing gravity. Uh it it just seems a little sweet on the finish and I don't want to come back to it right away after taking a sip. It does make sense. We did we you know, we're pouring ourselves small tasters because we're trying to uh remain not hammered. 
while we were recording. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I, I guess if I were to have a pint of this, I probably would have to, you know, clean it, clean my palate with something. <laughs> yeah, I think you would need a lighter beer after this. And I know the Saison we have might be that one that kind of clears things off. But I don't think I would drink this in a pint. I think this would be more of a kind of end of the evening after dinner, have one in a nice tulip glass and enjoy at a little bit slower pace. Almost like a uh, dessert uh, situation. Yeah, I don't know if it's quite sweet enough to be a dessert, but definitely not a um, not a beer to be pounding. No, no it's, it's definitely not, not yeah, pounding. It's, um, no, or even just drinking quickly. I think you're going to enjoy this one at a moderate pace. Yeah, also it, uh, it would probably be uh, interesting as it warmed up too. I don't know. I think that would probably bring out maybe a little bit more of the uh, like stony, for stone fruit kind of flavors out of it. Possibly. I mean... Not to say that it's bad, I just, I, I'm i going to start us off with the ratings here, and I'm going to explain the system, because it's been a while, and uh, it's a five-point system, five where we system. talk about how much we want to drink, starting off with just a two-ounce tasting, moving up to a full pint, from there we go to a, a bomber, after that is the growler, and finally, if we just love it so much that we gotta have it, it's God. a keg. Like it, love it, gotta have it. Oh, boy. We're not a cold stone, buddy. If I tip you, will you sing? No. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I hit the microphone. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> so uh, I- I'm going to call this a pint. Uh, it- I would need some crackers or something to get through the pint if I was just drinking the beer by itself. It It's tasty. I like it. It's just really rich. It is rich, and I think it might be... As I mentioned before, maybe kind of an after-dinner beer. Or if I am pairing it with food, I would probably want to go with maybe a little lighter fare. That w- You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scratch that. I'm going to go back and try to be smart and learn a little bit. And when we had our friend from Kraft come on and talk about pairing the beer and the cheese together, uh, matching intensities... I think you would want to match the intensity of this beer. Yeah. Not go with a light one where this would counteract, but go with a a matching meal, maybe something with mushrooms, maybe something, not for Justin, but maybe something that is a little meatier, a little bigger body meal, and I think it could stand up to that and pair well. Yeah, I, I was honestly thinking about the cooking angle too. I think you could probably um, potentially replace this in a, in a wine sauce of some sort too. Use oh, this yeah, instead of the you wine. Definitely use this in yeah. place of a wine. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, not that it doesn't taste any like that much like wine. I just think no. that it would it would give it an interesting character that you know it would probably fit right in, especially with a red wine recipe. Yeah, and maybe instead of a beef bourguignon, use this. <laughs> nice, that's a good call. There you go. Um, that's what I was gonna say. If you're gonna pair this with food, you gotta reach back to the joy of cooking and pull out some classic French dish. Yep. Yep. What's the What's the old line? I love cooking with wine, and sometimes it even goes in the food. Yep. Yeah. Same thing with beer. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably stop at a pint as well. I think that's also a good reason for these uh, flip top bottles. Um, be able to reseal it and yeah. maybe, you know have this over the course of a week or so. Yeah, I think it, I think it would hang on okay through the course of a week, but I think if you get to the second weekend and it's still there, you you did something wrong. Yes. Then it's time for pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> pancakes and waffles time. Boats and hose and pancakes and waffles. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, that is basically our boats and hose, pancakes and waffles. Um, what, um, th- I don't know if I gave one yet. No, but you I, didn't. For me, I think it's going to fall into the pint as well. And again, that's not the quality level two. It is a 
you know, just a volume level too. Exactly. It's fantastic beer. Yeah. This is really nice. And it's got me really excited to try the next one out, which is going to be what, Justin? This is going to be the Bavarian Double Bach. Okay. Doppel. Doppel. Yes. Sorry. I make that mistake all the time. Yes. Doppel Bach. I've had, I've had one other of these and I, I honestly can't remember. I just know that I've had one. But uh, this is the one that I was most interested in trying. All right. Well, so. I buy the uh, the Weisterhausen or whatever it is, the the Vine German brewery. That's it. I'll, I'll get it right one of these days. I, I buy their double buck fairly often. You just have to say it. Mostly for the bottle that manner. comes in. Oh, I remember what it was. Uh, Leinenkuhls has a, uh, I believe it's a Bavarian double buck. Doppel buck. Doppel, doppel. Um, this one also pours out at a nice... Solid amber color. And it's got a little bit more foam on top. I may have poured a little more aggressively than than you guys did. But, you know, light cream head. And doesn't seem to be very clear either. But, you know, again, that's bottle fermented beer. Like, bottle conditioned beers. They're just never going to be crystal clear like that. No. I don't get much of an aroma on it. See, I do. It's definitely not as strong as the double red. But I still get some maltiness in the aroma. Yeah. yeah. Very light. Yeah. If when I when I if I cover the glass a little bit and wait, I do get some. Yeah, I would go with I wanna it I've gotta go back now and be a little lighter and maybe go back to that kind of biscuit. You know what this smells like to me? You know, if you had a loaf of cinnamon raisin bread in the refrigerator and you took it out and you opened it up and stuck your nose in there, that muted smell is what this beer smells like to me. Because it's not, you know, it's cold, so the uh, the aromas aren't as volatile, but right. that's that's what I get here. Okay. I'm going to, I don't get that, but if that's what you're feeling, man, then I f- then good for you. Justin's tweaking like he took a sip and all of a sudden his left eye is twitching and, and I don't know what's going on over there, man. What? You didn't like it? No, no. Actually, I do like it, but it does not taste anything like it smells. It it's, uh, has a surprisingly light uh, body and finish. Yeah, and it's got a little bit of tartness to it, too. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, there's a tartness in there, but um, not to the extent that I really seem to be enjoying it. Um, it's kind of got, uh, to me, it feels like I kind of belched and something came up a little bit. Like it's got like, I'm, it's not right. I'm going to try one more sip just for the sake of it, but it just doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not catching Doppelbach on this. How about you, Mark? Uh, yeah, the tartness is interesting. I'm wondering if maybe there was a little bit in, of a infection here. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going at. I'm uh, going back to uh, our uh, off flavor tasting, and it, it, I'm getting I'm getting a, a little bit of uh, green apple. Yeah, green apple, and I, I was listening to our episode of that recently, and yeah, I taste like green apple, and I think I even made that exact same comparison when we were talking about it of like when you belch and you kind of get a little reflux and it comes back up, and that little bit, not you know, a little bit of bile, just the sharpness of it in there. That's how this is hitting me, and so I don't know if this one's really all that good. But, Mark, you tend to have a little bit more developed palate than Justin and I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like this might have a, an infection in it. 
Yeah, that's a bummer. As this warms up and I and I taste it again, it definitely seems like it has an infection. Yeah, I also think I have to go back to something that was uh, that was said in the class. Sometimes uh, when you're ta- when you're drinking it, it's not always like this crazy over the top. Although I think yeah. this one, as I'm drinking, it gets more over the top. But when you taste it, you sort of know. Like maybe you can't identify, but something's wrong. And I, I definitely think yeah. that something's wrong with this. Um, I, and for the record, I have absolutely no idea when these bottles were done. Right, they could have been. Somewhere for a long time, there there could have been. There definitely was an issue storing them, but um, there was there could have been an, an issue uh before it got there, but it, it yeah, definitely it, doesn't. Uh, it I doesn't don't think we, I well. don't think we can say you know we can't we can't lay the problem at any individual's feet, but I'm bummed that it's not really all that great. Yeah, I uh, I think we'll uh, skip rating this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it would be fair. No, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. I will uh see if uh can potentially procure another bottle and maybe we can give another uh give give another bottle a try and see if yeah. it's a, a consistent issue or was it was this one bottle all right um much pause it for a second we'll rinse out the glasses and get you know get some fresh glassware and come back for the last one all right we'll uh, be right back okay we're back with uh some fresh glasses to uh dispel the possibly spoiled taste but i think i speak for all of us when at the same time that we're not happy that we got the spoiled beer, I think we're all kind of happy that we were able to identify it and be like, "Hey, we're smart enough to understand. Like, this is what's going on." Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, you know, it definitely uh, sucks to have a spoiled beer, but to know that we can recognize it is good, and it's something that happens. Yep. So, um, and moving on to their third beer, though, that we have from them, it's a it's a saison, right? What kind of saison? Mandarina melon double saison. Okay. Double saison, which is not something I've seen uh, doppels before, and I've seen and I've seen like double IPA before, but I don't think I've ever seen double red like we had earlier today, or a double in the saison category before. Was the alcohol? The alcohol content is eight point two, which is I'm sure where the double is coming from, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the IBUs is twenty two. And the the fla- let me read the flavor text on this one. Our mandarina melon double saison is made with pilsner malt. Oats, mandarina, and Huel melon hops. Okay. Mandarin orange zest, Belgian saison yeast, and then it says look for citrus, citrus and honeydew melon flavors from the hops, and mandarin orange zest, some light spice, and fresh bread from the yeast, and a golden sweetness from the malt. Okay. Well, as we first poured it out, the bottle popped really well, and um, there was a bit of a fo- little bit of foaming action there going on. So I got a pretty solid head on there when i poured it out but it settled down fairly quickly definitely get citrus aroma yeah i, I kind of get that little bit of melon yeah. um after having that, that's what i meant not citrus sorry uh, we had that um watermelon one recently from montauk and to have this one now it's kind of a slightly less sweet melon scent to it i also get pretty strong uh Belgian yeast or uh, aromatics yeah. underneath the melon. Yeah, the esters. Yeah. Yeah, definitely one of those signatures of Saison styles, but yeah, definitely there. How about the flavor? You guys take a sip yet? Yeah, the it, it, to me it has a, uh, I guess, a double Saison flavor. The sort of um, those that, that Belgian yeast quality, I feel like it's it's enhanced in this, uh, in this Saison, so I think double Saison might have a double meaning here. <laughs> well, I get the melon up front, certainly. And then on the the finish, I get the yeast uh, character. 
Yeah, there I got a little bit of the of that yeast flavor as well towards the end of the sip. I think it's pretty good. It's not overwhelming to be a double anything. But um usually in saisons you get that little bit of pepperiness, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of one of the classic things, but I've definitely had plenty of saisons where that was not a uh um like a prime characteristic. Right. I mean, I I don't know. To me, that's kind of like one of the things that I do like about them that there's that little bit of bite that kind of balances things out so that the yeast strain at the end is sometimes a little sweet, so you got that little bit of peppery in the beginning to kind of balance it out. There, this one you kind of get a light sweet of the melon in the nose, and then it comes in with that little bit of bready, yeasty sweetness at the end. So it's kind of just two shades of sweet. There's n- not that third option there, or that, or something to break it up. Um, what do you think, Mark? I see the gears going. Yeah, I'm trying to articulate it, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I definitely get uh, Talk about either either a bitterness or an astringency on the sides of my tongue from the beer, you know, in between the two layers of sweetness you're talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I'm not a, a big fan of melon uh, other than the water kind. Okay. Um, so I don't, I don't eat a lot of it. So the melon flavor is not a a big selling point for me. Okay. Um, I can understand how it may not be a a selling point to you, but, um, pardon me that it just, it, I just feel like it's just missing just a little bit, something in there to really be finished. And it might be that maybe it's been hanging a little while and the pepperiness has kind of been mellowed away. It's which, possible. Which is possible because it's, you know, it's just a not not a super strong part of the beer. But I like it. I think it's good. I still don't think it's as good as the red. No, nah, the red was great. Um, but it's it's enjoyable. And I think for me, I think I would have a pint of this and be kind of done with it. Just call it a pint and, and move on to something else with for the next beer, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with a bomber. I, uh, I I'm a big fan of um, the qualities that a Belgian yeast gives to a beer. I used it in my very first brew, the raspberry wheat, right? And uh, I, that's the part of that beer that I like the most. Not my my favorite beer that I be <laughs> favorite beer that one, but that's that's something I like, and I think that I like that quality here that um that it gives. So I could have two of these, and. I, I would be. I would like to have two of them because I, I'd like to see more about the how the astringent quality that Mark mentioned kind of hang on. on. Yeah, because I do get that a little bit, but I don't know. I'm gonna. I mean, I agree with you, Justin. I enjoy Belgian yeast uh, profiles or flavor contributions a lot as well. But I'm gonna stick with a pint on this again because I'm not a big melon head. Um, you are a big melon head, just not into eating them. Yeah, dude, you have one of the biggest domes I've ever met. Yeah, that was a conversation that came up yesterday when uh, my family was over here for a barbecue. <laughs> Somebody looked at you and went, damn, you got a big head? Well, how did that come up? Well, no. I mean, I'm not exactly sure how it started, but somebody was like saying to my cousin Steve like how big his head is. And I was like, yeah, my wife complains that uh, she can't buy me novelty hats because they don't fit my head. And then they were like asking uh, my future sister-in-law, you know, how she would describe the size of my brother's head. And so, anyway. It's an interesting conversation. That is an interesting conversation. And by the way, when novelty hats don't fit, it just makes them funnier. That's no, true. like to the point where like when 
Amy and I went to Disney World when we got engaged. She was like grabbing hats at like the little kiosk throughout Disney World and like trying to force them down upon my head only to have them <laughs> pop back off in like sort of like, you know, an elastic kind of Would you say in a cartoonish fashion? Yeah. Um <laughs> I would Yes, but also I feel like cartoonish would mean that like the level of pop would be more exaggerated than what it actually was. Okay. I'm not all the in my of, head, yeah. it, in my head, it was cartoon level. Yeah, I, I'm hearing. Yeah. Exactly. All right, then. So, now that we've realized that it's... Now, here's the... Um, uh, before we completely run away from this giant head conversation, I just have to ask. All right. Would you say that your daughter's head is disproportionately large? It, did she inherit that trait? She has a large head, certainly. I would not say that it is disproportionate to her body. No, I don't think it's odd. It's odd. She's a very... Yeah, never mind. My wife has complained that uh, some she hats made, that, yeah. you know, we've gotten as hand-me-downs or what have you, that she was like, oh my god, it's so cute. They didn't fit Dorothy's head, so... Gotcha. I don't know. I just I just, I just wanted to see... Like, I, it was proof that the gene is strong. I just wanted to make sure that it carried on there. Yes. Um... As far as did I give my rating? I'm not sure if you, I did. You went. I think you went uh, pint. On. You went pint. Also. I did go pint. Yeah. Yes. So we're good on this one. I think we all have. Uh, it was growler for you, Justin. Pints there. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on the beers in general? Just kind of, I'm trying to um, thinking back to maybe what we had from them at the Cascale Festival and what we've had here. What are kind of your thoughts on the beers that Rocky Point has produced? My first thought is I I don't know how old these bottles are. So it's hard to, to overall judge the brewery on that because what we had at the, from them at the cask festival, it was funny for those of you who didn't listen to that episode, they had three beers on cask there. Right. And we each chose one of them and then, you know, tasted the other ones. And each of us, I don't remember what the hell they were. I know one of them was a Saison. Right. Uh, chose the one that we would, we liked the most. So yeah. that was really interesting. And I know we, 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 we raved about them. Right. Um, I'm remembering that as well, and I really liked the beers that we had there. And this double red is—I—I I don't think this is one that we had no, there no. at the Cast Festival, and, but I think it's kind of my surprise winner of the day, as far as I'm concerned. And um, you know, I'd—I'd I'd still be interested to try some of the, anything else that they put out. They seem to favor beers that are well constructed, and I think they really hit that artisan note of it's not just a beer that's meant to be consumed it's a beer that's crafted well and you know it's fancy because there's wax on the bottle <laughs> oh it does make it a little more fancy i mean as a home brewer the bot it makes the it makes the the purchase of the beer steal because the bottles <laughs> are really cool and now i can put special beers that i make into and they're these bottles. yeah they're punted too yes yeah. uh mark your last thoughts on them i mean i've had good beers from them, but I've yet to have anything from them that has completely blown me away that I like I have to get out there and I've gotta find more Rocky Point beer to okay. to drink. So I mean I definitely keep an eye out for them, but it's not uh that rare beer them out there seeking. Okay. That make it makes sense also it just you don't come across it that often. Yeah. Um so I, I can it makes it hard to want to go and seek it when you, there's no tasting room and it's not something that you, you see very often. Well, I, that, like that's try, what I'm trying to get at because of those constraints. 
I've yet to have anything that I've loved so much that I'm out there like see you know hitting all the different distributors trying to you know dig up you know bottles that they've had you know uh, that's what I mean by like going out there and seeking it out because they don't have a tasting room it's not readily available I'm not like questing to try and get my hands on more bottles. Right. And I do know the couple of other brewers that we've spoken to that I, I mentioned to them that we were going to be doing their beers all said that they do, that they wish they wish that they did brewed more because they like their beers. Yeah. So, and that's kind of the thing that they, they pride themselves on too. They're all, I know they're all home brewers that do it. And their whole thing is that they want to make beers that they want to drink. Yeah. And so when you tell me that the other brewers are finding their beers enjoyable, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, do you guys have anything else that you want to add in? Any other news highlights, questions, concerns, worries, issues? No. All right. Well, then in that case, everyone, if you uh, happen to come across a Rocky Point Artisan Brew uh, bottle in your local bottle shop or in a distributor, hey, let us know that you found it there because we'd like to maybe go find one and uh, tell, get it and tell us about it. Let us know what you think. Absolutely. All right. Cheers, everybody. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and cheers for local beers.